Welcome to another episode of the Classic Car Corner Podcast. I'm your co-host Jason Painter along with Eric Benzel and tonight we welcome Erwin Steenkamp, owner of Superglass, who's going to educate us on the properties of automotive glass, how it keeps you safe, and how it manipulates the overall structural integrity of your car. Erwin, we are certainly glad to have you here this evening and uh, personally I don't think people realize just how important automotive glass plays in the performance and safety of their cars. So we have some pretty good questions for you tonight. Great, Jason. Thank you for so much for having me here. Oh, um, sure, buddy. Really uh, feel honored well, you know, to be on the show. <laughs> yeah, well, we're glad to have you. Make no mistake about it. And I know you are a plethora of uh, knowledge when it comes to this field. No, so, yeah, I've known you for, what, 15 years, I guess, is that what you said? Yeah. So, anyhow, we've got some great questions for you tonight. And I really think that this podcast is going to be extremely educational uh, for the listeners, because mm-hmm. I mean, again, you know, automotive glass, oh, yeah. big deal, automotive glass, but exactly. it is a big deal, and we're going <laughs> to get into that. Deal, yeah. yeah, not that exciting, but it is a big deal. But it is a big deal. <laughs> You're going to exactly be surprised, right. kids. Yep. Stay tuned. Yep. That's right. <laughs> so All right, let's 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 start at the beginning. Having automotive glass back in the early 1900s was a luxury. So yeah, we right. had just. Uh, you, you had your 1914 Model A or Model T, I yeah. guess it would have been. Model T. Yeah, and yeah. it might not have had a windshield because it didn't need it. it went, it what, didn't. eight miles an hour? <laughs> no. That's right. You, you take your horseless carriage and you take your time to get there. Now, how has automotive glass evolved over the years? So, yeah, like you said, the, the automotive glass um, was, I think the first car was basically manufactured in 1800s. Mm-hmm. And it was only 25 years later that automotive glass became a thing to be installed into cars and uh, as you drive down the road to keep the grime and the dirt and the blugs out of your face. Wow. Mm-hmm. And it was mostly constructed with a float glass, that's a, a glass that shatters. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can think it's, it's like in your house, you, your, your windows is manufactured from float glass opposed to the safety glass we have today that's, that's a laminate glass. And then you also have your side windows that's manufactured from a tempered glass that's annealed. It's it's very high temperature, cooled mm-hmm. down, and that's why it breaks in these little, small little pieces if you if you nick it. Um, that's also considered a safety glass. Now, um, in, in the later 1900s, a lot of people got injured, you know, no safety belts. People, um, there's stories where people will get kicked decapitated because of the glass oh, gosh. and that became a big issue you know people don't want to see that down the road mm-hmm. and um, they actually discovered by accident uh, uh, there was a French uh, uh, he was an artist but also a scientist and he uh, put uh, a chemical in a glass and it actually it cured and he bumped it off and it fell and it didn't shatter so he became the first guy to to actually invent the shatterproof glass. That is so cool. <laughs> wow. And it was on accident. Yeah, and I think that's in science. It's most of the things are, are discovered by accident mm-hmm. or it gives them an idea to the next step. Yeah, right. So. That is so cool. All right. Well, and the fact that you're going, that it took, you know, accidents and 
destruction to finally get the, we need to do something about this glass. Hey, look, there's Johnny. <laughs> Keep driving down the road. There's more, Johnny. <laughs> yeah, right. Ooh, there's the rest of Johnny. Yeah, that, so. <laughs> That's right. There you go. <laughs> well, you know, uh, so as mentioned, Erwin uh, comes to our dealership, uh, repairs a lot of the windshields that are in our car, and, you know, he'll now start talking in about 25 minutes. I'm like, I better let this guy go get, get some work done because he and I could talk forever when it oh, comes yes. to this stuff. But, um, you know, we were talking about windshields, and he's like, you know what? Windshields actually help support the structural integrity of the car. So, Erwin, yes. talk to us about that. Absolutely. You know, when I entered into the industry, I also didn't know exactly what a windshield was. I also thought it was just a, a thing to see through and mm -hmm. drive down the road and keep things from hitting me. But um, later on, I discovered that, <clears throat> you know, through my company and our training and all of that, that how big of a important part your, your windshield is. And it's mm -hmm. a structural integrity part of, mm -hmm. your, of your whole cabin. Mm -hmm. So... If you think about your airbags, all of that deploys against the windshield if you're in an accident. Yes. You know, so they also reckon, you know, if you lose your windshield by the airbag popping it out and you fall out of the car in an accident, you've got a very slim chance of surviving. Your car is there to protect you. Right. You know, like an outer shell. Yes. And um, <clears throat> if, if there's no better... Um, component than your OEM windshield with that factory seal. Yep. So it also supports your roof and um, side impacts. So the whole integrity is built around your windshield. And the reason for it was in the late 70s, um, people tried to get automobiles lighter on gas. Mm -hmm. And there's no better way to take steel out. And glass has got such a high tensile of strength Mm -hmm. So it will support your roof and it will support your airbags and side impacts and all of that. Mm -hmm. So if you think about it, when a car goes through the manufacturing stages, um, it's robotically, precisionly inserted into a pinch weld. Okay. It goes yep. around right. and uh, it's polyurethane with the right conditions. And if you think of any glue or paint or anything, if you if you take super glue, for instance, and you you read the back of it, the three major components of uh, getting a good adhesive is temperature, cleanliness, and mm. humidity. Okay. So, if you think of your original glass, how big of a part it is for your safety and getting it replaced, you basically altering. The, the structural integrity of it. Yeah, and many people don't realize that. No, yeah. unfortunately yeah. not. <laughs> yeah, that is so cool. So we've, we we talked about tempered glass and laminated glass. What's the difference between laminated glass, tempered glass, and then how does it get bulletproof? <laughs> <laughs> so it's all about layers, you know. Mm -hmm. um, you, if you look at, at, at laminate glass, um, it's got a, a, a chemical that's, that's a polybutyravinyl that's inserted like sandwich in between the glass. Now, mm -hmm. the more you layer that up, the more strength you get. But I think people would think of a windshield and say, well, why don't they manufacture a windshield that, uh, that's so strong it won't chip or crack? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it will protect you. But the thing about the science behind a laminate glass is it's all about energy absorption. So if a rock hits the, the windshield, it absorbs the energy and it cracks the glass. That's how it gets rid of that energy and mm -hmm. that object not going through your windshield. 
So to answer your question is, um, so you got your laminate layers, it's, it's different layers, mm -hmm. just two layers. Though bulletproof have got multiple layers. Okay. So it can absorb all of that energy of a bullet <laughs> hitting the glass. Gotcha. And it actually gets rid of the energy, like one layer at a time, breaking it. Brilliant. And uh, that's why it's not actually penetrating through. Now with your side windows in your car and your back glass, that's, that's your tempered glass. And those are the ones I said, it's, it's annealed. Mm -hmm. So that it's, it's actually just a float glass, like a normal float glass, what you get in your, in your house. They, they raise the temperature extremely high to, to melting point and then drastically putting, um, you know, cool it down. Mm -hmm. And that puts that anneal on it. So if you nick it, it will just shatter in these small little pieces and not shard. So that's why you. it doesn't hurt it you. It turns into little pebbles or... Yes. Huh. Yeah. I'll say that's pretty cool. That's really cool. It is, you know, and it's all about safety, you know. Yep. And um uh unfortunately, you know, it was only I think in the late seventies where most of these regulations started taking place in automobiles with, with glass. Got in the seventies. Yes. Gotcha. Now was there any manufacturers out there that came up with putting in a laminate glass in the windshield first as a Yes good so, question. I like it. it. Yeah. I work here. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we get a good nugget from time to time. <laughs> so, so like I said, you know, the, the, the car was discovered, obviously, in the 1880s. And uh, so it was 25 years only after. Um, and it was in 1904, I think, when laminate glass was actually discovered. Mm -hmm. So there was another you would say about eight years before it entered into the car industry. And I think like with most things, I think uh, Daimler Christ or just Benz at that time, mm -hmm. the, the, the founder of a car, he was one of the first to, to install it and was in more in high luxury cars. Mm -hmm. So it took actually a long while before it actually reached the, the general public. Thanks, Mercedes. Yeah. Thanks, right. thanks <laughs> Mr. Once again. Mr. Mr. Benz, Benz, Mr. Mr. Got, Maybach got, and yeah. Yeah. company for yeah. Those putting guys. some stuff in there. I mean, I'm sorry. I like cool. it. Yeah. All right, so here we go, Herman. Are they making glass thinner and lighter in weight? Because it feels like I was tapping on the rear window of a certain manufacturer the other day, and I'm like, it just feels like it, it could shatter if a, a golf ball barely mm. tapped it. Now, I mean, I, I'm certain that with the um, initiatives to keep cars, you alluded to lighter weight. They're, you know, they're probably thinner. But it just felt like it wasn't. It wasn't exactly 100% glass. Now, maybe, maybe I mean, is is the is the proper are, are the properties of glass changing, or is it just? Well, I think like most things in in cars and technology, it, it keeps on evolving, mm -hmm. <clears throat> and people keeps on discovering better ways. Yeah, and and you're absolutely right. The the, the glass is a softer component. Softer. That's, so, that's what it felt like. That's yes. exactly what it felt like. Softer. It just felt. It, yeah. Right. It there is, you go. You know, and it, and and if you if you think about object hitting something and and getting rid of that energy, it it needs a certain give. Mm -hmm. You know, if it's solid like a piece of steel. And the tensile strength is so hard, you know, it, it actually, that object would go right through. So the more flexible the object is, the more it can actually divert certain things. Gotcha. My 10 cent word is pliability. Pliability. Yeah. There, <laughs> there you go. Now, is there a, you know, you got cars that 
drive through the desert that drive in very cold conditions. Is there a temperature swing that if you have your car, you're driving around and it's pretty cold out in winter and then you pull it into the garage, close the door and it warms up. Mm. Is there a temperature swing that most car owners don't realize that they need to watch for when to just keep their glass in shape or would it, yeah. that, or will it just kind of poof, poof shatter on its own? You know, it happens, you know, and, and, and you're absolutely right. If you look at glass, it's such a good conductor for heat and cold. So it's constantly moving. You know, mm-hmm. people don't realize it's expanding and contracting the whole time. But the only way it will shatter or if it is from a weak spot in the glass. Okay. So if you th- I dealt with new cars on lots where I'll go out the next day and the whole back window exploded. And it's a brand new car. It was manufacturing and manufactured and, and obviously in that, that frame that that glass was in just had too much pressure and mm. it couldn't expand. And it bulged out, and it had a weak spot, and it exploded. So it does happen. Um, but mostly with your front windshield, um, because of the, the strength of it, um, you need a weak spot like a, a rock chip for it to start growing. Gotcha. And that would ref- reflect like it, it just takes a line and takes off and just and it's a fissures again, into the glass. Yeah, you'll, okay. you'll get hit by a small little rock uh, going down the road, and um, one day you'll be driving it, and the heat condition, you've got cool on the outside, hot on the inside, or vice versa, and you'll hit a bump, and all of a sudden you just see this crack starting developing from the one side to the next. Interesting. <laughs> I was wondering how that worked. I was wondering <laughs> how do we know. <laughs> All of a sudden, poof. Yeah, I was right. just driving down, and now my window's cracked. Exactly. It's probably already had a chip. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's when. And, you don't, and a lot of times, you know, it's in the, the they, they call it the frit band. It's the black that goes around a windshield. Mm-hmm. The reason for that is is actually to, to protect the polyurethane that it's, it's, it's actually glued together. Uh, UV destroys it. So that's why you've got that black going all the way around your windshield. Interesting. And it's also a way for it to bond, um, you know, better uh, opposed to just on glass. Um, so a lot of times, the closer to the edge a chip is, the more frequent it cracks quite quickly. So if you, they call it the danger zone. And mm-hmm. I'll, I'll term, yeah. you know. Oh, there you go. <laughs> oh, wow. How about that? It sounds like warfare, but no, no, that's. <laughs> so windshields or windscreens, I, I guess mm. it depends on who you speak with. Yeah. Um, can't just be replaced, especially if your car is equipped with heads-up display or any other safety features, correct? Mm-hmm. And, and, and so now there's smart glass, right? Is oh, yeah. it Okay, so tell us about that. Yeah, so if you look at, like I said, glass and a lot of things you guys know in the car industry keeps on evolving. You know, every year there's more technology, more electronics, and it's the same with the windshield. You know, so first, I think one of the first things we saw was automated wiper Mm-hmm. Uh, function you know yep. where it rains it's got a sensor and it starts wiping for you yes um now head heads up displays is, is the same thing you know it, it just got a little bit of a more of a, a solar flake in it to okay. reflect back light mm-hmm. so you can see the the physical numbers of what you're driving okay um and uh so if you look at the the latest uh, technology we have in glass is the assistant driving mm-hmm. so it's physical sensors built into right by where you're um, yes, yep. on top there mm-hmm. you'll see two little dots and those are precisionly calibrated um, to measure distance so if, when to brake and assistant driving and lane departures and all of that thing and then you've got a radar that's usually built right into the grill to measure how far the car is so they all talk to each other okay but so, um, so, so 
you just can't put, oh, this fits a perfectly uh, – good 2018 Nissan Altima we can use this class and although it's got heads up display and all this you really need specific glass for these features you You just can't put a regular piece of glass in there and that's the thing when when uh, ADS became now more 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 popular um, the 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 aftermarket glass is just not such a good quality for that sensor to work through so most of the times you need the OEM windshield okay you can't go aftermarket so size and all of that, yeah, that, that differs. The technology of the glass as well, it, it also differs between the different makes. Somebody has a car, <clears throat> finds a car in a junkyard, has all the same options on it for, for whatever reason. It's a new car, has total rear end damage is totaled. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm going to go to that junkyard. I'm going to get that glass. Mm-hmm. What, I mean, what, what would work, what wouldn't work? As yes. far as doing that, because the seal's already going to be broken, so we're mm. going to lose some of that integrity. But mm. it seems like what would happen if that car, if something in the rear happened, what would, is there something they would hopefully be looking for the glass? Because Jason and I going out with some suction cups just to think, <laughs> hey, we got this glass. <laughs> yeah. It seems like there'd be, now that we're hearing this, hearing you talk, there's a lot more we need to look at on that before we just take it. Absolutely. You know, glass, just like a tire on a car, it, it actually wears as well. So you get small little things hitting it constantly. And mm-hmm. that's why a lot of the older cars, if you drive it and you face the sun, it, it got these little stir starbursts everywhere you can hardly see through it so one of the older cars problems were they they because the glass was a little bit harder mm-hmm. it developed these these uh, small chips a lot easier so visibility is one thing you need to look at you know when you get a glass like that mm-hmm. and then obviously if there's chips like to, to recognize a chip is usually it it, it penetrated the first layer and then you've got a crack developing from it so it's usually got like black or silver in it in a line you know mm-hmm. to to recognize and you get different types of chips you know like your bullseyes and you get star breaks and combination breaks they got all these different terminologies for for chips okay and uh, that's what we specialize in you know to get those structurally sound and then not from cracking but yeah that's a that's a big thing to look for and then also delamination is a is a big thing in, in glass where it starts separating, especially around the corners. You'll start seeing these bubbles developing and all mm-hmm. that. And um, you know, if you find a glass that's not OEM, you know, I would I would walk away. You know, it's not gotcha. worth it. And right. removing that glass, you know, you got a big risk of cracking it as well. Wow. It's not as easy just taking it in and out. Now, can you use, is there any, what, what chemical, when it comes to cleaning the windshield, what should we use, what should we never use that people <laughs> tend to use, but it's like, guys, stop yeah. doing that. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, you get all kinds of chemicals and, and glass, you know, if you think about it, it ages quite easily. So anything acidic, you know, that, that's left on there for a quite a time, mm-hmm. uh, that's why you get like acid rain spots or chemical the um, stains on it, you know. So it, it just depends on not using a very harsh chemical on it, you know, and letting it sit there for a while, you know, get it, you know, if you need to use it, just trying to get it off as soon as possible. Um, so Rain-X, ceramic yeah. coating. Yeah, so the problem with... Do you ceramic coat a windshield? You can. It's, okay. it's, so if you look at, um, that's nanotechnologies. So if you look at the chemical, it, it, your windshield under a microscope has got these ridges going up and down. And all these chemicals do is it's filling in those ridges to get it as smooth as possible. And that's why we, water just beads off it. 
you know, doesn't, uh, doesn't you know, yeah, sit there. Yeah. Oh, you don't. <laughs> so, but the problem with a lot of these things like um, Rain-X and these things they sell over the counter is it's it's a silicon-based uh, type of uh, adhesive to your to your windshield, and it it captures a lot of grime as you drive down, and later on it develops on or gets stuck on your wiper blade and it scratches the glass over a time period. So you may not have bad wipers, you're creating bad glass. Yes. So whenever you're wiping, so you put enough of that stuff on there, yeah. you're, wipe, you're wiping back and forth, you've collected all that junk, you've put all that junk onto your windshield, mm-hmm. you change your wipers, and you never can get the wipers to work very well going after a certain point. Yes, you know, they'll start making this noise. and um, <clears throat> So the other thing too is, is that if you wash your car, a lot of, People don't lift up their wiper blade and just wipe it down because there's so much stuff that you know gets stuck on that wiper blade, and that's mm-hmm. why you start scratching your glass as well. Now you mix it with with a silicon base, you know you you're really looking for trouble. You know you'll get these streaks coming across, and your wipers would start making a noise, and and people would think, oh, it's the wiper blade, but at, at that point it's too late. <laughs> wow, mm, cool. All right, so you kind of alluded to this, and I know we're jumping, but uh, you said airbag deployment. Now, some cars are designed, it looks like, according to what I was reading, correct me if I'm wrong here, that uh, if an airbag, the the curvature and design of a windshield helps navigate Mm. where that airbag deploys. Absolutely. You know, if you think about it, your your driver's side, your airbag is literally sitting right in the steering wheel. Mm -hmm. And if you go to the passenger side again, it's, it's on the dashboard. Right. So... If you're in an accident, that's why if there's nobody sitting in the seat, you you get the sign that says airbag is off. Right. Because it's it's literally explosive that go off with the airbag. And the first place it goes is towards the windshield. And then it actually folds up open to the to the passenger. And that's also where improper installations and all of that is so dangerous. Exactly. Yep. yep. Oh man, this is cool. Are some windscreens polarized or UV protected? Yes. So <clears throat> they call it a solar glass. And, and all it, it, it really is is they can put pigment inside of kind of the glass and it reflects UV. Uh, glass in general is a good UV production. Mm-hmm. You know, so glass um, does take a lot of the UV out. Uh, the only problem is is with certain solar windshields is that with the metal flake, it, it it also deflects a lot of electronics. So mm-hmm. manufacturers started moving away from it because if you get in there, your cell phone don't work. You know? so <laughs> <laughs> well, now they put put the car antennas is into that. Uh, it seems yeah. they put the laminate, they put the antenna in the windshield now. They do, mm-hmm. yeah. Which is so, Eric, when you were sitting in your mom's 1975 AMC Pacer that was a bubble with a lot of glass, it probably didn't have any UV protection. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> Wait, I wish that's what we had. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's where the nice was, tan come from. Yeah. It was a uh, 71 Squareback okay. to a 79 Pinto. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> gotcha. To a 79 Rabbit. Rabbit. There wow. we go. Yeah. That's right. And we should have started with the rabbit. Yeah. Never, never went Square to the headlights or <laughs> Square. Okay. Pennsylvania so made. There you go. Mm. Um, yeah. But I have noticed uh, in, uh, in different manufacturers as far as UV protection on it, I had a a Touareg uh, that I, I nicknamed uh, Basket Case. <laughs> and it was a V8 out of the box, but then it was, became a V7 point whatever, mm-hmm. depending on what the cylinder wanted to fire at the time. And the glass... 
I did not feel heat. If I'm in the middle of the summer and my hands are up on the glass, you, you don't really feel any heat come on any of the windshields. And they all had the little mark saying UV whatever. Yeah. In my Honda, I could put my hand up to the window and like, yeah, that's hot. Yeah. Yeah, that's hot. It's warm. That's warm. So yeah. it's interesting that it's different. Yeah. So there's different levels of, different I guess, UV levels. or how it comes through. Yeah, so, so UV is one thing, but it's actually the ultraviolet ray that, mm -hmm. that actually generates heat. So UV is more destructive, you know, to your mm -hmm. interior and yourself. Right. <laughs> and if you right. look at the wavelengths, you know, it's all, you know, about UV at a certain wavelength, uh, which, which causes a lot of problems. But, but the heat is more like the infrared. And um, they, they've started manufacturing a lot of the cars. Like we said, they, they had uh, tempered glass that, that shatters, you mm -hmm. know, the small little pieces. So a lot of the high-end cars now, they're also installing laminate glass on the side windows now. So there's two reasons for it is that it, it doesn't, um, if, if it breaks, obviously, you know, it, it doesn't, shard and it, it, mm -hmm. it hurts you as much as these little pebbles would technically and secondly is, is it's, it's stronger you know mm -hmm. if you're in a rollover these side windows will also keep your roof up and also if somebody tries to break in your car it's a lot more yes. difficult <laughs> you're gonna make a bigger mess than you're you are getting right in it, yeah well and that makes sense because if you have a laminate glass on the side especially with cars now that mm -hmm. they try to have a lot of electric cars are using less material they're using strong material, carbon fiber materials, mm. which are strong. But then you're also, when you take material away, it's where do you add material to to add that same strength. So yeah. it, that absolutely makes sense. And, that. and noise reduction, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's it, it, your luxury cars need to be quiet, you know, so. <laughs> Very true. So, Erwin, um, it's always best practice to try to repair the glass on cars Verse replace because we talked about the gaskets and the seals and all this other good stuff. So the resin that you use, um, um, what's it made of? How strong is it? Is it? I mean, what? Mm. Yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> I think you know if, to to get back to the, the replacement and repair industry, it it got into a little bit of a battle over <laughs> the last couple of years, and it's all about you know. Obviously, profit profit margins. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. so the, the replacement companies uh, they they there to replace your windshield, um, and then you get repair only companies who's there to save your windshield. Mm -hmm. Now the, the the replacement companies took that on and they said, well, we're going to also do repairs and we'll get in front of your glass and tell you need to replace it. So, so the to to get back to your question is is that the chemical. It's not all the same. So it's it's a polymer product. That's a UV resin, uh, which which um, we we used to have two parts. We mix it together, and you had 25 minutes to do a repair. But now with the UV resin, uh, we inject the glass, and then you've got infinite time until you're 100% sure that's injected properly. Gotcha. And then we cure it with a UV. Now. Just like glass moves, a chemical needs to move with it. You, you, can, in, you can inject a, a very, very strong chemical into it, and it would bond perfectly. But the first moment that glass moves, it will break away, and it would start cracking again. So with our chemical, is is also a little bit pliable, and it will actually move with the glass, and it would keep that crack 
um, contained, you know, gotcha. from, from cracking any further. Very cool. I mean, it devil's in the detail, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. Now, if your car sits outside all the time, are there tricks to keeping the seals and gaskets from cracking? So, you know, the, the car manufacturers, you know, they, they thought out this really well. And it, it, it's got all this protective already built into it, like, mm -hmm. like with the gaskets. And you'll see you've got molding that goes over certain parts to protect mm -hmm. it. So, you know, the older cars had problems where the adhesives uh, around a windshield would start cracking and it would start developing leaks and mm -hmm. uh, road noise and those type of things. But um, up to now, I think, you know, they, 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 they're pretty good. <laughs> I have to say I haven't heard of any cars that develop those problems by just sitting outside, you know. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Nice to live in now. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> there you go. All right, so here's a good question, and and unfortunately, um, this does and can happen. Um, if your car is ever submerged in water, hmm. and you have one of those little auto glass pinpoint glass breakers, you know what I'm talking about? Yes, little hammer looking things with mm -hmm. the pinpoint at the end of it. Yeah, where on the window is it best to hit to ensure an accurate break? So the center, the you center. know, if you if you look at um, if you look at tempered glass, definitely the center. You're going to have a really hard time breaking through laminate. A windshield. Laminate, yeah, a windshield. So you, you can glasses, kick it out. Yeah, most and probably. kick it out. And that's always, uh, I've always heard you can kick out the back window. You can, he, yes. And and for a long time, you know, they, they made the back window to actually be kicked out. You know, and, and up to today, you can still kick it. But, um, you know, the I think, you know, your side glass it will be the best to hit it with if you have one of those little hammers gotcha. with you. And I think a lot of times that the, the tip of that hammer is, is, is made out of um, uh, a ceramic, you okay. know. Um, so that's, you know, people would take spark plugs, for instance, and if you throw a spark plug against a, uh, a laminated glass, it will immediately shatter. If you Okay, wait a second. If you throw a spark plug... Yeah, so if you, if you look at the back of the spark plug, mm -hmm. you know, the... Um, you take a chunk out of it and you, and you, and you just throw that little piece. Mm -hmm. it, it would shatter it. It's just so hard, that ceramic. Oh, interesting. So, and then that's why they make those little hammers with a little bit of a ceramic on it. Didn't know that. Isn't that cool? Every day is an education here at the Classic Car Corner Podcast. That's right. There you go. That's right. There you go. <laughs> and it helps to have Erwin from Superglass to be here to explain this to us uh, because, you know, you can look things up on the web or you can talk to somebody who actually knows what's going on uh Thanks. is <laughs> how thick is average glass is thicker better for noise cancellation i would think so but yeah so you would think thicker but thicker is also more material more expensive to manufacture <clears throat> and that's the thing with with glass is um especially laminate glass it's also they came to a point where they saw like 15 percent of landfills is full of these windshields because oh, wow. it doesn't degrade it's got that plastic in it mm -hmm. and it sits there and it sits there so it becomes a bigger environmental issue so they they do tend to make it um you know not as thick <laughs> because okay. it can withstand a lot of um you know abuse and, and pressure and all of that and okay. um yeah so I, I think you know for road noise and that that's where they started developing more of the laminate glass in your mm -hmm. side windows and um, that that's a big, you know, noise reduction. And I would think that I guess some of it's also just door engineering. So when the door, when the window slides up into the seals, mm -hmm. how far that goes into the seal mm -hmm. would probably play a play a oh, role in that. Okay. Right. 
yeah. as opposed to you know my rabbit, which would <laughs> <laughs> as I'm going down the road because well, it's just not grabbing like it used to, kid. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> all right, all right. So, are there any government mandated safety stipulations for windshields? And can they vary upon where the car is built and what country they'll be assigned to? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, if you if you look at your windshield, uh, usually if you look at the, I would say the, the right or the left-hand corner, there's a little emblem and it's got the standards on it. So the United States have got the DOT standards. Okay. And it goes through all these certain aspects of strength and, you know, visual how you can see how distorted it is because a lot of times when they manufacture laminate glass, it's got a distortion in it. So it, it can only, that's why if you, if you sit in your driver's side and you look out to your passenger side, it mm -hmm. looks kind of wavy, you know, so there's a certain standard how wavy it can be. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> um, it will always have that, um, but they can reduce it. So, yeah. So the, 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 the problem, what I more see opposed to, the manufacturing is 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 the is the installation because that's that's pretty wide open. It's not governed by any certain standards. There's a few companies who, who set certifications apart, but there's very few regulation on windshield replacements. Mm -hmm. And um, that what what I think you know is is a big problem because people get in accidents and it was improper installation and, and people do lose their lives because of it. Gotcha. Okay. So, with that said, because imme immediately the first, next question I came with, when you started saying absolutely yes, and you started talking, I went, oh, wait a minute. What country has the most strict mandates for the most safe safety glass <laughs> for a manufacturer? So, which, where should we be importing our car from once it hits yeah. that time period? Say, I want my car from there. <laughs> Bring it over here. And yeah. it already beats the standards that we've had hmm. here in the States. Is there one that that's, has a higher requirement that you know of? Well, I think European standards are very high, you mm -hmm. know. Um, but America as well, the manufacturers here, yeah, there's great manufacturers, um, you know, uh, independent manufacturers that actually produces OEM windshields as well. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, I, I, I think, you know, where the standards usually uh, degrade is, is, is from imports, you know, from the Asian markets and that, which is mass-produced, you know, and they abide to their own standards opposed to the American standards. So when mm -hmm. that windshield comes in, uh, from the port, uh, it bypassed all of that standards, and um, we kind of rely on that to be a good safety. I glass. can I can tell you, in in my old, <clears throat> I had a Honda, younger, and I could tell you that depending on which way you looked out of it, if a street sign would be thirty five or, <laughs> it, yeah, yeah there, it's just back. I mean, you know, from sitting in the early eighties late 80s, early 90s, mm -hmm. that you, depending on the car, you'd look around and go like, the glass is just crazy. Mm -hmm. And you can go into another model of the same car and it's like, well, this glass is great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's interesting. Yeah. I've, yeah. We've seen that. Yep. yep. So, so, you know, um, are there markings? You, you had mentioned that there's a DOT marking. Uh, yes. Um, that you can detect OE glass versus replacement glass. Mm -hmm. So in other words, uh, there's a 2020 Chevy Malibu. They're both equal in mm -hmm. condition. They're both black. They both have 30,000 miles on it. They both have great tread life on their tires. 
and you're like, well, which one do I want? Mm -hmm. And then you can go up to the window and say, well, this windshield has been replaced Mm -hmm. and this one hasn't. And how do I know this one hasn't is because, I mean, the the little, there's, was it an AS1 or an AS, uh, there was a marking. Yes. So there's a marking that tells the difference? That's what, that's what. We're yes. trying to yeah. oh so to determine if if it's an aftermarket or the OEM windshield and usually when a windshield has been replaced OEM is is very expensive so mm-hmm. insurance markets uh, they they usually tend to go for aftermarket mm-hmm. which isn't always the best but if you look at your windshield it ninety nine point nine percent it would have the emblem of your manufacturer of your car on it okay so I know Ford has got F-O-C-O on it okay. and mm-hmm. Toyota says Toyota on it and, okay. and um, GM says GM on it. So those are your OEM windshields. I think there's just a few ones, um, European cars, that, that actually don't say it. Gotcha. But that doesn't mean they've been replaced. No. Yeah. And I made the mistake before by looking at it and I said to the guy, I think your windshield's been replaced. And he's like, no, no. And then after looking it up, that manufacturer... Um, just didn't stamp it or yeah, whatever. Yeah, they didn't stamp it. Interesting. Yeah. Gotcha. I can tell you from rabbits, that all the rabbits that I had and, and going forward to even to basket case, there's always that little VW, Audi logo. Exactly. It always had those two, Audi, yeah. VW, Audi, VW. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Okay. At some point, I'll have a little Porsche one on there. But that's, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's um, not here. You? Me? Now, what would... Now, I, I am the aviation geek. There amongst amongst the geeks in here, <laughs> you you excluded Erwin. Okay, he's not kind of nerds on this. But is there different properties between a car windshield versus an airplane windscreen? So both are laminate, mo- much more stronger, angled in a different way. Um, w- our company actually restores uh, the site. Um, you know, that's actually it's 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 layered as well, but it's more of got an outer. Uh, a polymer product mm-hmm. it's a plastic outside but the the, f- the front glass on a on a on an aircraft is is just exactly the same as what you have in your car it's also a laminate glass um they they are tend to be a lot more thicker mm-hmm. you know to to take a lot of more force and and, and birds or whatever hitting it but it's also got a windshield yeah. wiper it's pretty much the same as a car <laughs> very cool and I it's, it's not curved. If you look at most of those, it's all flat. It's all it? flat, you know, and it's mm-hmm. it's just a. You get these older uh, delivery vans as well. They've got just like a big flat glass in it, and and that's what a, a plane. Most of the planes have got the newer planes. You know, I'm not talking about your Learjets and all that. That's more curved, but to curve glass uh, takes a lot more energy, and it's more. Uh, mm-hmm. It costs more. That's also why headlights moved away from glass, you know, more to Just to the plastics. price of it. Yeah, to, to, you know, get more form to it. It's easier and, mm-hmm. and cheaper. <laughs> We've got two more questions for you, Erwin. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> this has been great. All right. Uh, would you advise against someone like me, a lay person, trying to buff out or uh, buff out any stone splash or wiper sweep marks on their windshield? And if so, why? Yeah, so that's quite a, a nick we, we have in our company is we, we take scratches out of glass and it's 
it's it's something that literally took me 20 years to perfect gotcha <laughs> you know it's 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 all about heat and the chemical you use and because you're literally moving particles of glass around to fill in the scratch again as well you know wow. polish it back to clarity so i would really not recommend anybody trying to buy a kit and doing it mm -hmm. just like with with windshield repair work you know it's 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 something you have to practice almost on a daily basis um so yeah it's stone chips you know those we we do fill in um they they can you can make them better but you can never mm -hmm. make them really disappear uh these small little chips on your windshield that's like a sandblast yeah. uh we can take a a certain amount of it out but for the most part um you know they they typically there you know there's a certain level of damage that that windshield can take before it, it's time to exactly and it, it's the same with the the repair side of us as well is is we we'll inspect a car and 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 you know we give honest opinion and say listen this, this needs to be replaced mm -hmm. um and if you think about it we're there to save your glass we we don't do replacements we go out there and we repair glass and we we got your interest you know right on heart absolutely and and I think I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you a question I've asked everybody that's been on our show. Yeah. And that is... This is the gotcha question. Jason always calls it a gotcha question. <laughs> you know what? If, if, one of the, if the oldest person that's been on our show could answer it, then... And that was... I think it was, that was Mario. Probably. Yeah. If, if Mr. Hmm. Andretti could answer this, you got this. So when you took your driver's test, what car did you take your driver's test in? It was a Peugeot. Wow, <laughs> that's our first one. It's our first Peugeot. Yeah. 505. 505. Oh, the last model that was sold in yeah, the United States, yeah. I think. That's right. The funniest story about this car was we, we, we had it like forever. The, the car didn't want to die. And I was so embarrassed when I got into high school that my parents were still driving this car. <laughs> and my mom had, uh, she worked that day and they had construction and one of these big construction vehicles lost control and it drove right over it. And it was flat. And let me guess, it cracked the glass. It and you're cracked like, the glass. <laughs> <laughs> it was done for. And I couldn't believe my luck. I thought we were going to get a new car. And the guy who owned the construction, he found the exact same car and he bought it for us. There you go. So, so you were plagued with another yes, Peugeot. Yes. I'm which are actually pretty cool. You just don't really see them anymore. <laughs> the, well, the 505 was probably the nicest it looking. It was. Car. Yeah. yeah. Did, they, did they have the center yellow headlights? Oh, yes. And then the regular. Oh, yeah. The oh, classic. Yeah. You know, yeah absolutely. Had a really nice. Thing. It, that was actually a pretty cool. Yeah. I tried to get my mom to get into one of those, yeah. and she said no. <laughs> was it silver? Most it of was them actually were. red. Oh, it was red. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I think it. my dad bought it as a demo. I got you. Well, there you go. All right. Well, Erwin, this has been so informative, and thanks so much for joining us here this evening. And what a fun and educational topic of discussion, and uh, we certainly wish you all the best yeah, here, buddy. Well, thank you. And, and where, can, where can people find you uh, and your services? Yeah, so we, we specialize, obviously, like we talked about, the, the repairs. We don't do replacements and, and scratch removals and restoration of, of glass. You know, a lot of times, like acid or rain or, or chemical aging all of that we we take care of it and our speciality obviously is, is the chip repair which we provide a lifetime warranty on it okay um so yeah to get in contact we we are a nationwide company uh 350 locations just in america small company locally owned owner operated there you go so yeah if you go to our main website superglass.com that's where you'll find all our locations. Uh, locally, mine is just superglasslouisville.com. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
perfect. And remember, you can find us on our Facebook page at... The, the Classic, classic Car Corner Podcast. There you go, Eric. I just want to make sure you're paying attention here, buddy. Uh, and uh, threw me with that question, <laughs> that non-question. And, uh, and listen to this podcast. If you're listening to this, thank you for finding us. And we're located on every podcast format, from iHeartRadio to iTunes to Spotify, CastBox, you name it, we're there. And we've enjoyed it. Subscribe. Yep. Listen for us. Send us a question. Yeah. Say right. hi. Absolutely. We're, we're glad you came in and joined us. Well, well, oh, thank you so me. much. I, I feel privileged. <laughs> oh, we had a great time. We're thankful to have you here, and we look forward to having you come back and yep. talk more automotive yes. topics on this because this is pretty pretty neat stuff. Uh, again, it's you just, pretty you cool. Just, yeah, you just don't think about it. But uh, Well, thanks for listening, and happy motoring from your friends here at the Classic Car Corner Podcast. One hand on the wheel, pedal to the floor. River upon river, cut her loose on green. Quarter mile suits my style. She's one hell of a machine. Old classic car on the corner. Oh, you make me cry. Wish you would let me be instead your town. Every time I walk by Old classic car on the corner Still calling my name so it seems But I can't afford you so I'll just ignore you And drive you in my dreams I'll drive you in my dreams Drive